With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Isaac, how's it going, man? <clears throat> hey, you're on mute. Ah, oh, well, I said good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Zoom is, uh, is always a fun adventure. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Luckily, that's what I'm used to. I don't have to go through all the downloads. I had a situation for you know, work earlier today, and the person couldn't couldn't get on the Zoom. They were trying to right. download and everything, so tons of fun. Cool. Now, I definitely understand. Um, everything's uh, everything's video meetings and, and such these days, right? <clears throat> so, so tell me about uh, just we'll we'll chat just for a minute and, and we'll get going. Um, tell me about what you're doing with uh, with Aggies Up, or is it, it's Aggie Up? Tell me what you're doing with Aggie Up and and yeah. uh, and how that's going, how you got started, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I used to be. <laughs> I started when. Uh, back when it was scout.com. So I was uh, really interested in kind of the, the go-to expert Aggie fan kind of thing um, with recruiting and that kind of thing. Really interested in that, but really just kind of did it on the side uh, message boards, all that kind of stuff back in the day. But then I became the publisher for scout and then later 24 seven sports uh, for the Aggie Utah state um, <coughs> site on on 24 seven and scout. So that's kind of how I got started. Um, but once I kind of saw, you know, most Aggie fans, yeah, they want to kind of get updated on recruiting, but a lot of people, they want to, they, they want to listen to a podcast or different, you know, something unique as far as like their, their coverage and that kind of right. thing. They don't just want game recaps and uh, that kind of stuff. So Ended up getting away from that. Uh, just actually, this is our first year, really, first full <clears throat> year, not being part of 24-7 sports or any of the recruiting sites. And um, so I, I kind of run the podcast. Uh, Brian Phillips is, uh, he's more on the, he has a, a website that he runs, uh, posts his articles and kind of updates and different things like that on there. And uh and so we kind of have, we kind of split duties because I don't want to sit down and write articles. <laughs> right. like that. Um, but he does. And he, he would literally go to every, every practice, every, you know, oh, like nice. follow every Aggie recruit and commit and everything. Like he is really hundred percent committed to that stuff. Whereas I would rather jump on a podcast and, and talk for a little while <clears throat> rather than typing out a story. So yeah, that's cool. That's cool. No, that's awesome. That's, uh, you know, that's, that's what I like to do. Um, you know, you can get the stat package anywhere. Right. And so, uh, you know, I like to, here's what I see and here's what I think and here's what I'm projecting and here's what we're doing right. And here's what we're doing wrong. 
you know, from yeah. the guy in the stands, right? Uh, from from that perspective, and we've been doing this a while, and uh, yeah, that's where I stopped. It's, uh, it's just uh, it just has always been a lot of fun. So we come back and and uh, what do they say about pro quarterbacks? You know, they're under a series of one year contracts, and so at this point, we're we just you know by July, I'm like, yeah, all right, let's let's gin it up again. So uh, I'm a little later getting started uh, this year. Although you, you may not believe that because I reached out to you back in July. And uh, I had a lazy day where I was just not doing anything. I was like, you know what? In August, I'll thank myself for this. <laughs> so, so when you reached out, like, hey, are we still on? I'm like, heck yeah, we are. And then I thanked myself nice. for, <laughs> for my diligence in July. So, uh, so that's awesome. <clears throat> that's awesome yeah, for sure. Well, hey, why don't we? Uh, what? Why don't we? Why don't we jump in? Do you like Isaac or Ike? I've, I've seen both. On Isaac's there. good. Yeah. Okay. Isaac's good. <clears throat> All right. Fantastic. So you know what we do, and, and just so you're kind of familiar with with our format, is is really no surprise. Uh, as you can imagine, uh, Alabama fans uh, don't know a lot about Utah State, and uh, probably a lot of them saw the UConn game. I count myself amongst them, and thoroughly entertaining. Really enjoyed. Uh, the action there, but in terms of the players and the coaches, and and uh, this is an opportunity, rather than me try to read a whole bunch of articles and and explain what I think is going on, let's have someone on that that can tell us, you know, feet on the ground. And so that's the idea here. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, I kind of, you know, we'll run through. Uh, I want to talk about the coach a little bit. We'll run through, you know, this the position groups on offense, and then we'll do the position groups. And defense, and there's a couple names I want to ask you about, uh, and and we'll kind of step them uh, step through. I'll ask a lot of open-ended questions, and you go wherever you want to with them, and uh, we'll just have a good time learning a little bit uh, about uh, Utah State football. Cool. <clears throat> All right, I am gonna jump in. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, sort of do an intro, and then uh, I hand it to you, and we'll go from there. I am not in preseason form when it comes to podcasting, so <laughs> so I've got a lot of rust, but uh, it's all good. It's all talking football, so uh, yeah, so it's fantastic. <clears throat> all right, welcome back, Tide fans, and have we got a treat for you? We've got Isaac with Aggie Up. Isaac, how you doing this evening? Doing great. Thanks for uh, having me on. Taking a minute, man. I wanna I, I wanna say something, you know about the exciting start of the football season and all that, but you did that last week, right? You're a week ahead of everybody. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of fun to play week zero and uh, get football started a week earlier. You know, we're, I think we're, as I, you know, I think Aggie fans are used to kind of that first big game over Labor Day weekend. Um, Kind of, you know, every year it's kind of the same, but uh, starting a week earlier was, uh, was cool and, um, you know, getting a win was was great. Maybe, hopefully, I guess, uh, knocking off some of that rust of uh, uh, first game jitters. So, you know, all the of all the sort of the coaching speak and, and mantras, you know, one of the ones that I've yeah. always heard, you've heard it, too. And I'm sure it's been on newspapers all over uh, Logan. Uh, but, uh, you know, teams make their their most improvement between weeks uh, one and two. And you guys had a good outing. There were things on tape that need to be addressed, right? And so there's a lot of opportunity uh, to address that, improve, and a lot of confidence that uh, that the Aggies will have uh, coming into the game this weekend. So that's that's super exciting. Talking about sort of coach speak and <clears throat> you know the 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 vision that the team has. 
Talk to us about head coach uh, Blake Anderson. I think he's in his second year. Uh, is that right? And he's done quite a turnaround uh, job. Last year, his first year, winning uh, Utah State's first ever Mountain West Championship, which is yeah. phenomenal. And then uh, during the, the COVID year, shortened season, uh, but only a one-win season uh, for, for the Aggies. And uh, last year, he, he really piled up a, a, whole, a whole slew of wins, 11-3 and three, uh, last year. A really good, uh, a really good season uh, and a lot of foundation to build from. Talk about Blake and, and sort of the energy he's brought to the program. Yeah, he's been phenomenal. I mean, uh, it goes without saying that Utah State has never won a Mountain West championship until last year. So that in itself, um, as much as people like to look back at Gary Anderson and Matt Wells, and they both left for bigger jobs and different things like that. Um, and really, Gary Anderson didn't even coach in the Mountain West his first time with Utah State. But but regardless, um, you know, that was a huge accomplishment to go to San Diego State, to go to California and beat San Diego State, which was ranked at the time. Big, big game to, uh, you know, to win in the Mountain West Championship game. And really, they did it um, just in, a, in an interesting way. And, and, you know, it wasn't that different from, um, you know, the game on Saturday. It just seems like this team and this coaching staff knows how to win. And they really were able to uh, to turn things around quick and, uh, you know, create that, I guess, that foundation or that mentality of, of uh, you know, winning team in a program. Uh, even though they took so many transfers from other schools and kind of mishmashed the guys coming back, um, you know, they were able to, to put that all together. And then this year is no different. There's a couple guys that are coming in um, is really one year transfers, but there's also a lot of guys that are going to be here multiple years that transferred either, you know, guys from Utah or guys from, you know, programs like Texas and Alabama that will be here for multiple years. And, um, and so I think everybody's excited for the future as well, because really it's not just a flash in the pan kind of one year wonder in, in our opinions. Um, but he's, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blake Anderson has shown that he's a great coach and, and can, can create that winning mentality that can win for years. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You said something there that, uh, you know, the team knows how to win. <clears throat> and you'll hear a lot of coaches say winning's hard. And uh, you go and you play and, and it's easy to get down and stay down. Uh, and the announcers made a big point in the beginning. Like you said, it played out uh, Saturday. They were down. And uh, the announcers kept saying, don't count them out because they half the games last year, they came back from, you know, double digits or, or whatever. And there's a there's a, a personality that's hard to build into a team, especially overnight, you know, in, in one season. And so that's really impressive. And, and you've talked about and there's a couple of guys that uh, I was noticing that had transferred in from from other programs. And, uh, you know, and, and I credit, you know, Coach Anderson <clears throat> a lot with this. 
it's one thing to go try to get a bunch of guys. It's another thing to actually get them and then get the right guys that you're shopping for the right guys. They're going to bring and build your culture, not just a name that might help you win a game, but that they're going to help you build a culture. And, and, and so my segue there, uh, and you probably can guess where I'm going, uh, transfer from Arkansas State, uh, super senior uh, quarterback, Logan, uh, Logan Bonner. Talk to us about, uh, about Bonner. Yeah, Logan Bonner is just a Texas kid that's uh, <clears throat> a baller. Like, I think out of the womb, he was probably throwing a football and, and it's just so smart and savvy and tough. Like he's just that cowboy out there, not the biggest guy, not the, you know, biggest arm or whatever you want to say, you know. Um, But I think, uh, you know, really what he brings to the table is that winning mentality, that leadership, that experience, really. Um, Even though at Arkansas State, he had some injury troubles. He had he was actually co-starter and they kind of rotated guys in even last year, the first game of the season, they were rotating in and out he didn't play the whole game so he's just he's seen a lot in his seven years it sounds insane to say it it's his seven years of college football but he uh, because of injuries and COVID he's a seventh year senior wow wow well he had three touchdowns almost 300 yards Saturday and you know after a couple maybe early throws shaking the rust off uh, he seemed to really know where to put the ball and was not afraid to pull the trigger. There were guys not open when he threw the ball, but he had the confidence in his fellas uh, that they were going to, that they were going to uh, be in a spot and uh, nearly just about every time they were. Uh, he definitely, uh, definitely is one to watch. And uh, is a guy, you know, even as an, you know, an Alabama fan and opponent Saturday, he's a guy that, that I have a lot of respect for watching him play. I think I watched him in the bowl game last year. And it's like, this guy just, he's just born to play. And uh, I don't know what sort of opportunity he will or won't get, but dude's going to stay in football. He's going to be a coach somewhere, I guess, is, is, uh, is, is where I would predict. I think, uh, I think his, his, he has a future ahead of him, certainly in the game. You know, playing from Bonner, <clears throat> I noticed, and, and you can help me sort of round this out, yeah. but a trio of wide receivers uh, really played well on Saturday. Uh, Brian Cobbs, uh, you know, I think probably the number one. He had the most receptions. Uh, uh, Kyle Van Leeuwen, uh, a little undersized. You might not see him come off the bus and, and expect much, but um, <clears throat> always, always getting open. Uh, a tough guy. And then almost the other end of the spectrum, you know, six, six, uh, huge catch radius, uh, Justin McGriff, boy, he, he, he looks like a player. Uh, help me, help us understand those guys maybe a little bit more. And who do we leave off the list? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned Justin McGriff. He's a, he's a guy that came from a Juco. Um, and really he, I think he was just learning the position, you know, he wasn't highly recruited out of, out of high school or anything went the juco route um did pretty well there but but came to utah state as a relative unknown and and really has has gotten coached up and has had a decent you know last year had a good chance to get some experience he wasn't counted on to be the guy necessarily really started out a little bit slow but um yeah when you throw in a guy out of the transfer portal like brian cobbs who's going to catch a ton of balls this year. I mean, he's going to be the go, go-to guy, just a, a guy that's not undersized, a guy that's tough, can get yards after the catch and, and really go up and catch 
catch those uh, contested balls as well, even though, you know, at 6'2", may not sound as as uh, as great as 6'6", six, six, but he's going to be a really, really, um, you know, go-to guy. What's interesting for, for Alabama fans, uh, if, if you remember Xavier Williams, he yep. transferred from Alabama, is back up on the depth chart. He he got some time, I think, uh, on Saturday, but really not much because Justin McGriff is is a staple on the on the outside. Um, Cobbs is a staple on the outside. And then sometimes they have two, at least one, sometimes two slot receivers in the game with Kyle Van Leeuwen, who saw the most catches. But then they've got Davis and Vaughns and Williams, who are also guys that could rotate in as kind of that fourth, fourth or fifth receiver for that matter. But I mean, that'll tell you something. I mean, Xavier Williams, a guy that, that got a little bit of time at Alabama, highly recruited guy, um, isn't, isn't jumping those, you know, Cobbs or McGriff by any means to get that starting role or be that go-to guy. So. No, that's true. And uh, you know, Williams is really, really fast. Uh, he's a, he's yeah. a speedy receiver. And that was sort of the asset that, uh, that we hope uh, at Alabama to cash in uh, from him, but, but he moved on. And uh, you know, as the season progresses, I, I predict he'll, he'll have some opportunity there with you guys. I noticed that <clears throat> talked about the, you know, the scheme maybe a little bit, uh, you know, a lot of four wide receivers. I don't know if that was the opponent or just the game plan and, uh, and really wide splits uh, outside the numbers, almost out of bounds, uh, just inside the field uh, creates a lot of, of width to defend, uh, you know, talk about the, uh, the approach there and th that type of uh, schematic. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the MO. They're not going to change too much from that. Uh, you know, that they're not going to go, you know, put Bonner under center or anything like that very often at all. Um, they're not going to run, you know, multiple tight ends or they're never going to really have a fullback in the backfield other than, you know, maybe a goal line situation or something. They actually ran that when they were pinned back uh, with a fullback few, you know, few uh, plays, but for the most part, yeah, they're going to, they're going to go as wide as possible. They're going to spread the field out as much as possible. And, and what I like, even, even a guy like, um, you know, the Aggies have had some good play callers in the past. Josh Heupel, Alabama fans are very, are very familiar with. Yep. He, they've had a lot of good offensive coordinators, great assistants. Um, but really I what I like about this system is not only is it wide, but it's also all three levels. You know, you're not just running bubble screens every play and you're not just going deep every play. Um, Mike Sanford was an offensive coordinator here and I felt like he was either, he was going deep on every, every passing route. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta mix it up. So I think this, this, uh, you know, there was definitely some clamors in the, uh, in the crowd uh, for more passes because it felt like UConn wasn't stopping Utah state as far as passing the ball. Um, but they stuck with the run. They ran the ball pretty well. Um, especially at, at times they had a couple fumbles and a couple, um, you know, kind of missed assignments and different things, but for the most part, they ran the ball pretty well. And they're not going to go away from that, even though they are a really good passing team and have some some weapons on the outside. They're going to try to uh, to be a balanced team. So that's what you can expect on Saturday. I don't think they're going to go away completely from the run, 
um, even though they may be missed, you know, outmatched for the uh, on the line of scrimmage at times um, against Alabama or somebody like that, they're not going to go away from it by any means. No, I, you know, the, the, the wide, the split, the wide splits, especially outside the numbers reminds me uh, a little bit of what Mississippi state does. And, uh, uh, and it, and it's, it's almost strange to the eye when you first see it. Uh, but you know, you kind of, you get used to it. And, uh, one of the things that, and you mentioned the running game and even the tight end, one of the things that, that you guys do very differently than Mississippi state is, is because they'll just line up and pass the ball, you know, 50 times. Uh, uh, we spoke with them last year. They didn't have a tight end on the roster. And so, uh, and so that, that tells you, and they, and they almost never run, run the ball. And you guys are very active uh, in the running game. Talk about the, talk, and, and I want to talk about the individual players, but uh, do you think their strategy and the TV folks kept talking about it? Do you think their strategy in, in running the ball uh, against a, a team like Connecticut to take advantage of the altitude. Is that real or is that TV talk? Oh, um, I mean, that's a little, that's, that's mostly TV talk. I think, I, I mean, I think, and, and you really saw that in a few games last year that, you know, uh, the Aggies really stayed close on it with some teams, even some teams like UNLV that really what, you know, they weren't, I guess they, they weren't really, by any means, one of the better teams in the Mountain West last year. Um, but the Aggies really wore them down at the end of the season last year, or at the end of the, end of the game last year, and were able to, to win that game in the end because they wore them down. And the Aggies go fast. They go, yep. they're going to run plays. They're going to get to the line of the scrimmage quick. Um, they're not always going to just snap it and snap it and and you know, you see some of these hurry up offenses that just repeat the same play over and over, right? Um, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No you're not going to see that as much as you're going to see him hurry up to the, to the line of scrimmage. Bonner, we've already mentioned he's a, he's a coach on the field. If he, um, if he has a run play called or a pass play called, that really doesn't mean anything. He's going to run the best play. He's going to hand the ball off. If it makes sense, he's going to pull the ball and, and throw it like on that touchdown pass in the first half to uh, Ben Lewin. That was a called run play, but, but Logan Bonner switched the play and decided, Hey, I can, I can uh, hit Ben Lewin in the end zone for a touchdown. I'm going to go for it. So that's, that's what, I mean, that's the biggest thing I think, 
I think you're uh, you're going to see that I guess wearing down teams a lot more in the Mountain West than against like an Alabama. I'm not expecting that to happen by any means, but sometimes, yeah, sometimes it can work into the Aggies' favor, at, you know, with a home game. But at the same time, they're playing teams like Wyoming, Colorado State, Air Force. They're at higher alt- altitudes than Logan, Utah. So yeah, okay. uh, it's a it just yeah against. Hawaii, maybe, I don't know. You know, it's yeah, just gonna, I'm with you. I'm with you. It just depends. No, I, I kept hearing that, and I was like, "All right, I get it." But is it real? Yeah. And uh, so, no, it's 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 definitely one of those exaggerations of, um, just like the exaggerations of like the Aggies <laughs> have some return missionaries that are older, and BYU has those guys, um, you know, that are a little a couple years older because they went on a mission. Things like that are are always kind of an exaggeration because, like. Sometimes it can be an advantage for an offensive lineman to go on a mission for two years and then come back, but also it can be a disadvantage, you know, there's always those kind of side stories that the TV guys love to hype up, but the elevations probably not, probably didn't, didn't have that big of an effect on UConn or somebody. So no, that makes sense. That makes sense. You know, I'm hung up on, on the receivers. I was really impressed. Uh, yeah. with the passing game I probably would have been in the stands cheering for more passes because uh, no, sure. it was it was just an impressive passing game I like the uh, sort of the two-man combo routes uh, and our young secondary uh, especially some some new starters at uh, at the corner positions <clears throat> our corner position um, I think they, uh, they they might learn the hard way on a, on a couple of these plays and so yeah. uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, certainly fun to watch and I think uh, I think the Aggies are going to have some success there. I do want to talk about the running backs. Uh, it looked like uh, Calvin Tyler was was the go to guy uh, two years ago in from uh, transfer from uh, Oregon State, but he had uh, 33 carries, 161 yards, and, and a touchdown. Uh, talk about the leadership he brings to the position. Yeah, he's got a lot of a uh, lot of experience. He's played a lot. He played a lot of at Oregon state. And obviously last year he, he got a, some great experience. He's a really patient runner. Um, same thing. Some people in the, in the crowd obviously think they know better than him and say, you know, hit the hole faster and don't wait and don't kind of, don't try to juke guys or don't try to run over guys, but he's a physical runner and he likes contact. He likes to uh, take his time and be patient, let the play develop and different things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, and, and he's getting the ball on, you know, from the, uh, shotguns, you know, snap and, and handoff that sometimes, uh, can be a little bit tricky to, to, for the defense to kind of see, well, is it a handoff? Is it a run? What, what are they going to do? Um, so that's, you know, he's definitely a guy that has tons of experience. And then really the number two guy on Saturday, uh, Briggs is a true freshman. So he has no experience and no really, I mean, being fourth on the depth chart and kind of a, a, an afterthought, I don't think anyone expected him to come in and score a touchdown, catch some passes and run really well, um, on Saturday. So that's, that's going to be kind of a fun side story that, you know, a backup running back is, uh, is going to be that, Robert Briggs is a, is a true freshman. So, yeah, I thought, uh, he's, he's a little, he's, you know, a little smaller, but, uh, but he played physical. He played like a bigger back. And, yeah. He's a ball. Uh, ball. He just bounces yeah. off guys and hides behind his offensive line. Yeah. He had a couple of really good runs. Yeah. Very elusive 85 yards, uh, you know, on 10 carries 
Uh, and then Tyler, <clears throat> for my money, I, you know, it, very quick feet, uh, change of direction. He bounced it out a couple of times. And I said, wow, that, that's going to, that's going to eat anybody up, uh, you know, suck in the, the defenders and he bounced it. And if you're not setting the edge and persisting, uh, boy, he, if he gets the outside, uh, he can really do some damage. I think there was talk of an injured running back. Uh, am I, am I getting that right? Talk about uh, that player and might he be back Saturday? Well, um, John Gentry's not, I mean, he's a little bit bigger guy. Um, you know, he's more like a five ten instead of five six. So he's not quite the, uh, the bowling ball. Um, Jordan Wilmer's Wilmore is a transfer from, uh, he transferred from Utah and then he transferred to Fresno state. And now he transferred to Utah state. He's transferred right. two times. So, um, you know, those two guys are, were kind of the experienced guys that they, we're expecting to, to share, share the load with Calvin Tyler. And you saw it on Saturday, Calvin Tyler got a little tired. You know, you need a second guy to come in and come in there and, and, uh, and do some things. But I mean, I think from what, for my money, I mean, I think Robert, Robert Briggs showed that he can be that backup, backup running back. So I'm not expecting that to change unless, Unless, uh, you know, even if Wilmore and Gentry are, are healthy. So I guess yeah. we'll see. No, he How looks good. Are. Definitely a breath of, of fresh air on Saturday. Talk about the offensive line, uh, mostly upperclassmen. Who are some of the leaders up front? Yeah, I mean, former uh, walk-on uh, named Chandler Dolphin is the center. Um, he's a guy that um, I think everybody just kept counting out and expected him never to, to really – you know, take over as the starter or anything like that. But he he did really well last year. They kind of got a, a two guys that are basically starters because of how they uh, both played at guard a little bit. Um, the backup, his last name's Alo ALO. And um, he started some games at center last year and Dolphin started a few of the games. Alo got injured. That's why Dolphin stepped in and did pretty well. But the guy you really, I mean, the guy, the, the best kind of NFL prospect and best um, player on that offensive line is Alfred Edwards, number 72. He's a guy that's been starting since his freshman year. Hmm. Um, just a mountain of a, of a guy. I mean, 6'7", 325 at least. Um, so he's, he's really got that experience shown that he's the, the leader of that group as far as um, if not verbally for sure in his, in his play, he's, he's been, been pretty solid. And even with all the changes last year and throughout the years, he's been a constant. And he's at that, he's a, that left tackle spot. Is that right? Left tackle, yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. Hey, let's flip the field and uh, you know, looking at the roster and looking at the positions uh, help, help me with, Help, help me maybe a little bit, our Alabama fans, uh, with the scheme. A couple of things yeah. uh, stand out. Uh, I see, uh, help me with the names, Kaleo Neves at Striker and Hunter Williams at Rover. Uh, I think that might mean some sort of strong safety outside linebacker at Striker and, and maybe yeah. a slot corner or nickel at Rover. Both are about, you know, one's 95, one's 200. Uh, so they're sized similarly in terms of weight. Uh, talk about talk about the scheme and maybe the versatility yeah. that the rover and striker provide. Yeah, I think it's a it's a kind of an interesting um, 
defense, a kind of a unique scheme, I would say, uh, because um, I think Utah State fans were originally really used to just kind of the that traditional three, four defense. Um, but I think Utah State's per, both personnel and kind of style of defense with um, with Coach Banda, I think, has, has changed to uh, really Nevi, Nevis, um, Reynolds, and Hall. Really, you've got at least three um, guys that are kind of safety-type players. And um, instead of kind of going to uh, a third corner or a nickel or a dime, you know, sometimes they're kind of going to mix and match some of those players, some of those guys that can run um, and, and make plays. You saw Reynolds had an interception and uh, Ike Larson, who's actually the backup safety, had an interception as well. Um, cornerback to watch number 12, Johnny Carter. He's a guy that day he stepped on the on the practice field he was just a contributor on special teams a guy with super high energy um he's actually played that safety position and and wide receiver actually started as a wide receiver but when they saw him so so much on special teams making tackles they decided to switch him to uh outside linebacker which is re really not an outside linebacker like i say the you know size of a you know, 195, 200 pound outside linebacker. It's, it's really a safety, but, um, but anyway, he's, he's the starter at one of the corners and has a little bit more size than the other side. The other side's going to rotate between a guy that's about five, nine, five, eight um, in number 22 or number 21. Uh, those guys are really experienced, but they're just a little bit smaller. I mean, they're just, they just don't have the size that, uh, that a, a Johnny Carter has um, six foot plus. Uh, and a Johnny Carter was the guy that, uh, if you remember the fumble strip from behind that, uh, that a Johnny Carter got, he was the guy that, that did that. So Johnny Carter is really a playmaker, but I think the other side, um, I get, especially against a team like Alabama would be the, the concern if I were uh, kind of, looking at one, one weakness, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, it, you mentioned a range of players, a range of, of position uh, positions and, and the impression that I got watching the game <clears throat> is uh, like watching a basketball team that plays a lot of forwards. Uh, it's yeah. a lot of versatile players, a lot of length. Yeah. Uh, they can play outside. There's a range of talent, but a lot of overlapping uh, uh, talent. And so I, it, yeah. and, and that's sort of the image, the mental image that I got. A lot of guys that can move around, line up, play a lot of different positions. They all kind of, you know, structurally are built similar, uh, but they're all effective. Uh, and yeah. uh, a, a lot of physicality, uh, it seems to be a trademark of, of uh, uh, the Ags. Talk about. Yeah, and you, you saw that a lot on the defensive line, too, like third yeah. and long. They were they were uh, taking out all the defensive tackles and and kind of stereotypical DNs even. Um, and they were playing all all you know, outside linebacker, rush, pass rusher kind of guys. And uh, even in the middle of the defense, you know, they, they were playing three or four pass, ru pass rushers, let alone the kind of nickel dime package. So, yeah, I mean, that's definitely something you're going to see. Um, they're going to take out those 300, you know, 280, 290, 300 pounders um, at times on the defensive line and just play with guys that are quicker. Yeah. 
they, it, it was very impressive. Uh, and again, physical, active to the football, uh, you know, wherever Connecticut, you know, went with, went with the ball, <clears throat> there was a host of Aggies, uh, you know, tracking them down. Uh, got out of sorts on the run fits a, a couple of times. Uh, that's film. I think uh, that's one of those things that week one to week two sort of gets cleaned up. And uh, I really like the middle linebacker who just listing players, but uh, that MJ, uh, is it uh, Tafisi? Uh, uh, 10, uh, 10 tackles, uh, a lot of shared uh, tackles, but uh, he was active around the ball. Just another of those names, another of those players that Alabama fans should be thinking about because uh, uh, I thought the defense was was aggressive, uh, very active, great pursuit to the football. Uh, and that really speaks to uh, not only the players, but the coaching and the scheme. I think there's a lot of good yeah. to see there. Yeah, you saw MJ Tavisi fill that hole a few times and just meet the running back and knock him on his butt backwards, yep. you know, um, which is, was not a bad running back by any means. Um, but yeah, MJ Tavisi, he's been doing that since he was in high school here in the state of Utah. Um, he's a solid kid um, that that can definitely do that. That's what he does. You know, he's a run-stopping guy at, at, at uh, linebacker. Um, AJ Vong Pachan is a little bit more of the, um, you know, outside linebacker rover kind of mold where, you know, he's, he's going to run around and he's going to, he's going to be sideline to sideline. He's sometimes even going to guard a tight end and different things like that. Those are kind of the, the two inside backers um, to watch for. And, and I think for Aggie fans, I think they're hoping that uh, the MJ Tafisi sees that running back in the hole more often than uh, than Alabama can kind of get to that second level and block him. Um, because if you can, if they can get a, a tight end or offensive lineman on Tafisi, then it's going to be a, a nice gain uh, yeah. on the ground. So, talk about uh, you know we talked about the success that Utah State has has had. Uh, and, and a lot of excitement coming into this game, coming off of last week. What's the mindset uh, of the team, or do you think the, the fan base? Uh, you know, we've, we've built, we're building, we love what we've got, we know who we are, we're winning this conference, uh, we want to win it again. We came out of the gates against Connecticut, and now we've got Alabama in front of us, which, you know, might be a horse of a different color. What sort of, what, what, what's the mindset, do you think, of the team and fan base? Um, I mean, the mindset of the the team is definitely it's it's just another game. Um, I think this team, for the most part, you know, we've talked about some of the guys. I think they love love to play football, like, and they're they're trying to get the most out of their their uh, career and their uh, their opportunities. You know, I think a lot of them are hungry. You know, going into their last season and different things like that. So, I think the the team, which is a good combination, so. Uh, Utah State for years has played a, a game like this, kind of a money game, uh, if you want to call it that. Um, you know, they played Tennessee, they played, um, you know, they played Auburn, they played, um, you know, teams like Texas A&M and Washington and, and USC. They played all over the place kind of as a money game or to start out the season, even LSU a couple of years ago that was kind of fell in the middle of this season, weird enough. Um, I, I like the mentality of this team a lot more than that. Uh, or sometimes we saw in years past, because yeah. sometimes yeah. in years past, uh, they kind of just gave it an effort, 
you know, and, and they wanted to make it close and they wanted to put it, put the, their best foot forward. Um, but at the end of the day, it wasn't necessarily like they weren't necessarily going all out to pulling out all the stops to uh, it just didn't seem like they were really, really 100 percent invested in that game. They were thinking more about like, hey, it's a long season. This is the first game. We're not going to show all our cards or we're not going to get guys injured or whatever the case may be. Right. Um, so I like the mentality of this coaching staff, this team um, that they're going to put everything into it. But at the same time, um, it's a football game. Like at the end of the day, you're just going to, you know, strap it on and, and play as hard as you can. So. Fantastic. Are you making the trip? I'm not, I really wish I was at a last second, not last second, but like a, a family reunion, family commitment sure. come up. So unfortunately I'm really disappointed that I can't make it. I'm going to have to, uh, either come to a different Alabama game or something to check that off the bucket list because what I went to the LSU game a few years ago and it was definitely one of the top top experiences that I've that I've seen in college football so that's that's awesome. a that's a unique place down there in uh, Baton Rouge and uh, the tailgating and uh, and all we're really proud of what we do in Tuscaloosa but they do they do something a little different and we appreciate that <laughs> yeah so let me get you out of here on an easy one, uh, a fun one. Uh, Isaac, who's your favorite Aggie? Favorite Aggie? Oh, my gosh. Um, on the current team, definitely, um, you know, Logan Bonner is an easy, easy choice, but also Johnny Carter, that number 12 that plays cornerback. He's just so fun to watch. Um, so I think I would go with the Johnny Carter or – maybe even Brian Cobbs. He's, he's a new guy. So it's hard to choose, but, um, but those are three guys that are definitely, uh, definitely my favorite guys right now, now to watch. And I think, um, I think all three of those guys, I think can, uh, can, can give Alabama a run for their money maybe at times and, and make it a, a fun game to watch on Saturday. So. There you have it. Tide fans. Isaac just said, the Utes, uh, the, oh, watch me. The Ags are, the Ags are going to give Alabama a run for their money. See, I'm tripping <laughs> over my own joke. So, <laughs> fantastic. Isaac, thank you so much uh, for yeah. joining us. This has been a fun conversation. Congratulations on the win uh, last last weekend. And uh, we really respect what uh, Blake is doing there, Coach Blake, and uh, what the team is building. Uh, it's an exciting time to be uh, an Aggie fan. And yeah. we're excited to have you guys come to come to Tuscaloosa this weekend. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun. Fantastic. Well, thanks for joining us. OK, see ya. All right. And cut. All right. Hey, thanks a bunch. We really, really yeah, do appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. And uh, um, we should go. I, I thoroughly enjoy I can't I don't I can't always say this and I don't always say this. I had so much damn fun watching you guys Saturday yeah. night. Holy cow. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. And uh, they make and, it a little too fun sometimes. Make well, it a little hey, too know. close and a little, uh, a little too uh, I, exciting. But man, that, yeah, the whole game, everybody was, was glued. It, it was a little bit too, uh, too close, but yeah, yeah, it's a fun team for sure. And, uh, and yeah, I appreciate it. If you, uh, if you have a chance, shoot over the, the recording yeah. of the podcast yeah. and I'll post it too and get you guys some, uh, some Aggie fans listening to your content fantastic. as well. So fantastic. Well, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Uh, take care. 
and okay. uh, we'll be in touch. All right. Sounds All right. good. Talk to you later. Yeah.